Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. You got a joke for me? I sure do, Dan. Okay, go I sure for it. Do. Go for it. We're talking off air um, about your father. It was his birthday yep. this week. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit of uncertainty at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, um, did you know my favorite gift to give is uncertainty? <laughs> Why? Or is it? <laughs> Happy birthday, John. <laughs> 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 That's terrible. It is. That's it's terrible. terrible. Hi, this is Tim. <laughs> this is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account and drunk account and drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. My name is Tim. And uh, we are the Two Drunk Accountants. Two Drunk Accountants in lockdown. <laughs> in lockdown still. <laughs> uh, so, let's let's start straight into this, Tim. Uh, what is, what the, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan, Dan <laughs> <laughs> Tim, another four weeks of lockdown ahead of us. It was announced in the recent couple of days that, uh, yeah, we've got four weeks at least of this left. Well, at least uh, GLaDOS didn't give us the gift of uncertainty there. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, exactly. It's it's better than a good old kick in the dick, Tim, because it certainly feels <laughs> like that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> i tell you what is a kick in the uh, aforementioned crutch area. What? Um is people doing protest marches? Oh. That's a little bit of a kick. Yeah, let, let's let's actually let's dive into this a little bit. Um, <laughs> and and you know, I, I've 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 spoken to to people uh, about this and 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 sought sought opinions around this. I, I knew mm. how I felt straight away. Um, yeah. But I can't think of anything more dumb and selfish. <laughs> selfish is the word. Then mm. then protesting about lockdowns which are caused by a spread of a virus Mm -hmm. by gathering in a large group unprotected Mm. to protest it yeah like if you really want to get your point across you don't get people offside that's what i would have thought you know you want to you want to garner support Mm. and get people to protest with you But to do that, you need to do it in a safe, responsible manner. Yeah. And instead, they just go around punching horses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's been some videos come out where he sort of pushed the horse's face, but still. 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 The picture looked like he punched it. I'm going to go with punching horses just because I don't like the guy. (laughs) Apparently, he was refusing to get a COVID test in jail. Oh, my God. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it, boggles, it boggles belief, really. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I even read some interesting stuff around. Like, they were they were protesting for freedom. Mm. So fair enough. Like, mm. uh, you know, we all we all deserve freedom, and mm. and yeah, it's a really difficult time right now for people. Mm. So I can understand the angst. I can understand um, people being upset and stressed and wanting to their voice to be heard. Mm. But um, but 
by trying to, um, I suppose, protest for freedom, mm. are they kind of like spitting in the face of people in bygone eras that had no freedoms compared yeah. to us? Yeah. But we are still such a privileged, privileged people. Absolutely. Um, to live in the country we live in. Um, you know, we could be in a, in a different country right now in a far worse situation. Mm. Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's just disrespectful on so many levels. Not only that, is it's just, just let's let's push all that aside. Let, let's just push all okay. all of of push the, the emotions the, aside. Yeah, all of the emotions, <laughs> all, all of the larger picture to the side. Just the pure logic about protesting to stop lockdowns which <laughs> which which again is caused by a virus by getting together in large groups it just doesn't make sense a, a, as you said like a much better idea it's and insanity. this is this is some free advice to the anti-lockdown protesters mm. there are a lot of people really really struggling there is mental health consequences to this there is significant mm. financial consequences to this do some mm. videos about a local business who are really, really struggling and their life has been turned upside down by these lockdowns and got, gained exactly. some sympathy because those stories are true. They're happening. And the government's yeah, and doing everything the they can. community around them yeah. to support them. The government's yeah. doing everything they can. You know, they're, they're doing the um, support packages and, and they seem to yeah. be increasing every couple of days at the moment. The disaster mm. payment got increased again. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, but just... And the other thing to know is here, here on the coast that there's been a big argument about why are we in lockdown? Because um, we're considered yeah. Greater Sydney, but we're, in, we're in, for those not around here, we're an hour and a half north of Sydney, and yeah. and we get we get roped into these Greater Sydney lockdowns, um, and we've barely had any cases here, and so there was mm -hmm. a, an argument to say, well, okay, why don't we just lock down Sydney, you know? put a barrier up on the F3 and, and, uh, or the M1 and, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll get on with our lives uh, without that. It seemed to be gaining traction too yeah. before the weekend. There was Facebook posts coming out. Yeah. There was the local members of parliament were, were putting videos out. Well, so. they were apparently, and it seems pretty clear from, from some of their posts more recently that it was being seriously considered. Yeah, and and now we've got a couple of cases on the coast because of um, someone as a construction worker, but they all seem to be in isolation. Um, but yeah. because a bunch of people went to the protest from the coast, yeah, they've now basically said it's not happening. They estimate 150 went, and there was even going to be a protest in Gosford, yeah. as well, which which was scuttled yeah. so by the, the police because it was all over Facebook. Yeah, so yeah. In, 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 in an ironic twist, their freedom protest stopped freedom. <laughs> It did, Dan. Yeah. It did. And as, you know, we work with a lot of small businesses mm. in Sydney and the Central Coast who are under lockdown right now mm -hmm. and including us. it's damaging them, yeah. and, uh, including us. It's not yeah. great for our business. No. <laughs> it's not great for our mental health. No. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, you know, I can understand why they're upset. We all are. And it sucks. And now we're in it for another four weeks. Yeah. So... Good job, hey. wankers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what else is happening, Dan? Let's 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 each come with a positive as well to this. So that's a big negative. Okay, that's that a very is, that big is negative. a big negative. Um, positives. Um, <sighs> great TV. I want to hear moment. something nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> 
TV. The, the one thing that I have been doing a lot of is, is walking. Um, nice. I've been getting at least 5Ks in a day of walking, mm. which has been good. It's strange, isn't it? Like you have more time mm. and so you're actually able to get out and get in the sun more. Mm. Like when I used to go to the office, um, sometimes I would leave, it was dark. I'd get mm. home, it was dark. And I wouldn't leave the office at all mm. during the day. So that is definitely a huge up- upside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen the sun. I've had some sun in my eyes. We, we go for a walk depending on cat schedule, either right in the middle of the day or we go for a walk uh, later on in the afternoon, sort of 4.30 before the sun goes down. And that way we make it home by 5.30 and the sun's down. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've been doing the same. This morning we went to Cracknack and this is my positive. I saw two whales. Nice. Did you see the seal them, uh, at Bado Beach? I, I didn't see it, but I, I saw photos of yeah. it, which is really cool. Mm. I walked past it. was it. there for days. Yeah, I, I walked past, because um, we walked past the beach every day because I lived just near it. And um, I saw the barrier and I saw a bunch of people standing around, but I couldn't see mm. the actual seal itself. Okay. Mm. Mm. Anyway, positives, Tim. Wildlife's out there. Sun in our eyes. Yeah. The positive is... It's nice to be alive, Dan. It's <laughs> yeah. nice to be alive. We, ha- we have our health. Yeah. <laughs> it's a positive. For now. Yeah. For, for now. now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, business update today sponsored by Cats Accountants uh, is the entire episode. So, what we're doing today is an update about the job <laughs> saver. So, um, that's coming up pretty soon. We're going to talk about uh, the eligibility for it and, and all the rest there. So, stay tuned for that. Um, but, Tim, do you have a tight-ass tip? Oh, I do, Dan. I've got a great one mm. for you this week. It is, if you want to buy something, just wait a day. Yep. That's a good, that's good advice. So, the theory behind this is the longer you can wait to buy something, mm. the more money you're going to have, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's more like a timing thing. Yep. If you bring your purchases forward, it's like cash flow. Mm. Um, that's more cash leaving your bank account. Yep. If you delay your purchases, then you're going to find just naturally you'll have more money. Yep. And actually, you might even find some of these delayed purchases you just never buy because if every day you're just like, oh, I can wait one more day to yeah. buy that. Well, I think that's- And then all of a sudden, it's the end of winter and you don't buy that jumper. That, that, that is actually really good gold. advice. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard this said before and it's like, just sleep on that purchase decision. And then, because in the moment, you really want it. You're like, oh, oh I want that yeah. jumper. I love that jumper. I need it. Yeah. I need that jumper that's fit for minus 20 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, exactly. And then, and then you sleep on it and then you wake up the next day and you're like, listen, I'm probably not going to the snow this year. And, yeah. and I live on the coast with an average temperature of 20 degrees. Mm. I probably don't need it. Don't need that jumper. I'm probably so, fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And you may get the urge later that day to like buy it mm. and you may buy it. Which yeah. means you've had a day of that much money in your bank account. Yeah. But uh, if you can continue to do that for a few weeks, maybe even a month, you might find A, you don't purchase it, but B, you've pushed the purchase back far enough that um, that by that stage, you've got more money in the bank and, and you're, you're better off. So uh, for some people, spending is just a habitual thing. Mm. So if you can actually just delay that, then you're going to find you, you're better off. Nice, Tim. That's a good one. 
All right. Well, wait today. Yeah, wait today. Let's uh, let's dive into the uh, episode of the podcast. It's another webinar that we've done. Um, so there is video of this, um, but but we'll just jump in and hear the audio, and then we'll come in after that. All right. So here we are to talk about the job saver grants. Then yes, that's right. So we said last week that we'd be back when more information has come out. So since last week. Since our last webinar, um, you could begin to apply for the uh, COVID-19 business support grant, which was to cover the first three weeks of, uh, mm. of the lockdowns. And now the Job Saver Grant um, support package has been opened uh, earlier this week with all of the details about how to do it. So, we just wanted to, to get this out there as soon as possible and, and update everybody. Yes, this is an update. Um, we're going to try and keep it quick because we know... Um, information overload is, is definitely happening at the moment. Yeah, and, and um, even today they announced possible changes. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. don't feel like you've missed out on, mm. on any of these grants. Mm. They're all still open and will be for some time. Um, and in particular with the job saver that we're about to talk about, it is backdated. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a good chance for you to get some information now and, and look at potentially starting your application. So we're going to share a, a PowerPoint presentation. Um, so uh, obviously we're from Cats Accountants. This, this, uh, there we go. You should be able to see that now, Dan. Yep. Is that right? Yep, Ken. Perfect. So we're from Cats Accountants. Obviously, this video is going out to all of our clients, um, but we want to post it out into the socials and get it out into the community. Um, so please do share it around if if you know anyone that this might help get some information to please share it. Um, we're providing this complimentary to our clients and, and anyone who's interested in watching. Yep, that's right. Um, you can also get some information uh, on our podcast, The Two Drunk Accountants. You can subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts, if that's Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, we will turn this into a podcast, which will have a bit more banter and, and jokes before and after this educational <laughs> segment. So, yeah, so, so we, we do that podcast every week, if you're not aware. Um, but last week and this week uh, are all about uh, the stimulus packages that have been announced. For sure. So I'm going to now work through some slides that we went through um, in our first video, I'm going to work through these very quickly. Just a reminder, right now is a great time to be proactive. Mm -hmm. So it may feel like a huge slap in the face that we're all still stuck in lockdown. Today they announced it's going to be another month, although they're loosening some of the restrictions on building, which is which is really good to see. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's you know we need to be above the line here, um, which means taking ownership, accountability, and responsibility and doing what we can do to improve our current position. Yeah, that's right. So, and and I, I think it's important then to spend some time, if you have any right now, um, planning and, and making mm. some, some inroads into some of those problems that you might be facing. If, if that's uh, as big as doing an entire business plan, uh, revising your budgets and doing cash flow forecasts or, or as simple as talking to a few key suppliers or some debtors to ensure that your cash flow is going to be okay. I'm sure we can all relate to the fact that usually in business, you're super busy, you've got no time. Um, perhaps now is the time to do some of those projects 
you always thought would be good to do, would be nice to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and sometimes that's like looking at your cash flow. That might be a marketing plan, who knows? Um, so, or even just systemizing things that, you know, could be better and more efficient when yeah. you do get back up and running. Exactly. Cool. Skipping on through. So just a reminder, the disaster payment is still a really good option for a lot of people. Um, now that we've got more clarity on job saver, uh, that actually may be more of a viable option for people in companies as well mm. that have their own company. So we'll explain that more thoroughly, but from your employee's perspective, that's absolutely something you should be recommending your employees to look at if they're stood down or if they've uh, had reduced hours yeah, that's since right. lockdown began. And and that's the yeah. thing to remember, and, and we'll get onto this a little bit later when we get to talking about headcount, is that um, you may still have the same headcount, but your employees might not be earning anything right now. So, uh, this is a great option to, to help them over that time. So, encourage everybody to apply for that if they are eligible. Because on the previous screen, we said you want to maintain your key assets uh, for when lockdown ends. One of the biggest asset in any business is your people. Mm-hmm. So, um, this, this is a way to try, and, to try and help your employees through this difficult time. Um, so, there's, there was details. I'm going to skip through these. Yep. Essentially, there was a $10,000 liquid asset test, which after the 11th of July um, for Greater Sydney, um, was irrelevant. But you can go back and watch our previous video if you want more of a yeah. insight into that one. Yeah, so um, make sure you're applying for the support grant if you are eligible. So, this covers the first three weeks of lockdown and the job saver, which we go on about in a second, covers the fourth week onwards. So, um, mm. make sure that you check if you're eligible. You could receive somewhere between seven and a half to $15,000. Um, go back and watch our previous video on that. Um, mm. but, but essentially, um, yeah, you, you can apply for that right now. For sure. And, and most people, just a heads up, are acquiring an accountant's letter. Mm. Um, we've sent out to our client base an email with some questions and you just need to reply to that email and, and ask for our help if, if you want it. Um, uh, if, uh, the only people who don't need it are in the highly impacted industries list. Yeah, and, um, and, and only that's if, if they're, they're applying for less than the top grant. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Which if you're highly impacted, you're probably applying for the top. Yep. So, um, so pretty much everyone needs an accountant's letter. We do have a system for this. So, uh, so please touch base if you need a hand with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you don't think you're eligible though, I think you should still look into this. So just, just a little tidbit there. Uh, so saving jobs, this is what we knew back then. I'm going to skip past this uh, because we now know a bit more. There was a summary from last time, some next steps. Okay, Dan, so let's jump into the Job Saver Grant, which is what we're here to reveal more information about. Yep. Uh, this one started, as we said, backdated on the 18th of July. So uh, there will be a catch-up payment already to be made here. Yep. Um, it, is, it is a fortnightly payment. So although some of the figures we're going to run through today are weekly in nature, just remember that that will be multiplied by two yep. for the fortnightly payment. Yeah, exactly. So, I wouldn't uh, count on the payment every week, but you should mm-hmm. get the minimum amounts every fortnight. But importantly, that does mean that the first payment would be um, eligible to be made soon yep. because we're recording this on the 28th of July. So, 
Um, now, it will be based on your employee's gross wages, which will be taken from the W1 figure on your most recent BAS lodged before June 26th. Yeah. So, what does that mean? That could be if you lodge monthly, that could be a May BAS or a May IAS. Or if you lodge quarterly, that could be your March BAS, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, just your most recent lodgement with the ATO. Uh, and the W1 figure, if you're unfamiliar, is just the total wages figure that you put in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what you actually need to do is calculate an average per day in that Baz's month or quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get the weekly payroll amount, you need to multiply that by seven. So, let's just keep it really simple here. Let's just say it ended up being an average of $1,000 a day, which mm-hmm. you got from your May Baz lodgement yep. um, that had wages of, how many days are in May? 30, Dan? Or 30, 31? 31 days in May, Tim. <laughs> so, if W1 gross wages was $31,000 in May, yep. you divide that by 31, Yep, that would give us a, a daily payroll amount of $1,000. Yep. $1,000. Of $1,000. Um, and then you times which, that by seven to get the weekly yep. amount. Yep. And then the, but that's not what you're actually paid. That's no. not the amount of the payment. Uh, the payment is 40% of that weekly payroll amount. Yep. Um, so 40% of $7,000, something like three and a half, uh, three to three and a half grand. Yep. So per week. Per week. So again, you'd multiply that by two for the fortnightly payment amount. Um, but there is a minimum and a maximum. Yeah. So, the minimum is $1,500 a week, mm-hmm. which would be $3,000 a fortnight. The maximum is $10,000 a week or $20,000 a fortnight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, there is some eligibility criteria you have to, to get through to get this, um, similar to you know last year with the job keepers and things. Uh, essentially, your income for your aggregated annual turnover for your business needs to be between seventy-five thousand and fifty million. Although they have recently announced today that they're extending that up to a higher figure, but I'd say most people listening to this would fit between the seventy-five thousand and the fifty million. Yep. Uh, if your income is below that, there is a micro grant for small mm. businesses that's going to be available um, as well. So you don't miss out, but you're not eligible mm. for this particular grant. Uh, so, your turnover has to have declined by at least 30% over the minimum of a fortnight between the 26th of June, 2021, or when lockdown started. Mm-hmm. And what they say in the guidelines is the 30th of the 7th, 2021. But what they actually mean is just when the end of the lockdown happens, which means you might not, be, you might not have been eligible for the small business support grant, the previous one, um, because that ended on the 17th of July, mm. but you may have been one of those people in the construction industry that uh, at that point uh, had to stop. And now, yeah. because the dates have been extended, you are eligible for this grant. Yeah. So, so if you weren't eligible for the first one, that doesn't mean you're not eligible for this one. So, that's an important thing mm. to note. Mm. Uh, so, you need to show a 30% decrease from your income for any two-week period in those, mm. in those dates compared to the same period in 2019. Now, if you are somebody who wasn't in business in 2019 or your business is significantly different from 2019, you can still apply, um, but you need to show them a similar period 
Um, so that means that you know, if if a, three months ago your business should have been turning over roughly the same as what it is now, um, then that could be a period that you use. But you need to demonstrate that to them, and they're probably going to ask you questions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they've updated that. Well, not really updated it, but mm. um, they did say contact Service New South Wales. Yep. If that was the case, but we've noticed in the uh, New South Wales COVID grant the grant, the seven and a half grand to $15,000 one-off payment yep. grant, um, that there was just an option in the form that you filled out online to apply for it yep. that allowed you to put in a, um, a different relevant period that wasn't two years prior. So there probably is an option just to do it in the application form, mm. but don't be surprised if they then withhold payment and ask you for some further information. Yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, keep that in mind. Um, the third and, and one of the main points here as well is you have to maintain your employee headcount. Now, there's a lot of confusion about this because people wondering, do I have to pay my employees? What am I doing? No, it, it includes stood down employees. So, that's an official stand down, not, not just um, not firing employees, but just stood down um, mm-hmm. for the time being or people taking leave without pay right now. Um, as long as they're still employed by you, and you're intending to have them back because they're a permanent, they're a part-time, or they've been a casual for more than 12 months, and when things kick back up, they're going to be there, Um, that's all you need to do. So, you just need to ensure that those employees are still having that relationship with you and are still employed by you during the entire time you're receiving the grant. There is a um, stipulation made that if you lose an employee from your headcount head count, um, through something happening out of your control, like the employee resigning, mm. well, um, that may um, not stop you from being eligible for yep, this grant. That's right. So, it, it can change, but if it's happening because of things that you haven't done, so you're not firing anybody, um, yep. then, then that's fine. Uh, Casuals who have been with you for less than 12 months aren't included in that employee headcount. Such so as something to note as well. It uh, is. Yeah. yeah, that's a really important thing to note. So the other option but here essentially, is essentially yeah, if on. you're not fire if you haven't fired anyone mm. or made them redundant, then yep. your headcount should be staying the same. Yeah, exactly. And you need to provide them with that employee headcount figure as well, I believe. So mm. make sure you have that handy. Uh, so the other thing here is if you don't actually employ anybody, but you have between 75,000 and 50 million and you've had a reduction of 30% in your turnover, then you could still be eligible for this. Um, it just means you'll be paid $1,000 per week instead of the minimum 1500 per week. Um, mm. And your business must be your primary source of income. So, you need to actually demonstrate that, no, this is, this is where you generate all of your income. So, if you actually have your business operating from a company, that's unlikely to be you. Um, you may not know it, but you probably are an employee of that company. Mm. And, uh, and so, um, it's likely that you'll be covered by the $1,500 a week amount. Yep. But, but this is really handy for anyone who might be in a company and, and isn't an employee of it for some reason or sole traders, partnerships and trusts. Who, who don't employ other people. That's right. Yep. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, so something else to note, note about that is is the Job Saver Grant in association with the other grants that are available. So, something to note that if you're an employee of your own business, you may still be able to claim the disaster payment, which is the $600 one. So, that in that example, you have a company 
Um, it's not currently earning any income. Your general wage that you would receive from it has been reduced. Um, potentially, you could then get the disaster payment of $600 and the company could get the weekly payroll um, calculation that we've just done to cover its other costs. Um, so in, in that instance, that that 40% of the payroll would be covering your costs and then you as an employee would be getting the disaster payment um, from, from the government. Uh, however, if you are one of those sole traders or partnerships or trusts um, and you don't employ other people, you can't get the disaster payment and this payment of $1,000 a week. You can't mm. get both in that instance. So um, yep. just something to be aware of. If you're already getting the disaster payment, it means you may not now be eligible for this one. Yeah, or you'd need to stop the disaster yeah. payment and apply for this one instead because yeah, potentially it could be more. Yeah. Mm. So that's something to to um, be aware of. So a, a couple of other mm. things just to go through here, some finer detail, Tim. Um, so I just want to read out some, some of the definitions that the ATO have given here. So, an, an employee head counts. This is the number of people who are employed in New South Wales and who are permanent, full-time or part-time, or casual staff that have been employed for more than 12 months. So, I said that before, but just a definition again. Um, and maintaining your head count means the employer will not take active steps to end the employment relationship with their employees. Employees who have been stood down under the Fair Work Act or take leave without pay are considered employees for the purpose of the head count. Businesses will remain eligible if their employee headcount declines for reasons outside of their control. So that's that's something that um, that we said before, but just important to note. Yep. Uh, other important things to note here is when you're calculating the amount at W one. So mm. uh, what you have to do here is you also have to exclude any amounts that have been put in there for contractors, where you voluntarily withhold amounts from their from their payments. Um, because we're not talking about contractors. And it's also people who don't work in New South Wales. So if you're a business that, that pay, uh, employs people in several states, um, this is only the amounts for New South Wales. Mm. So that's another thing to note. Good distinctions to make there, Dan. Mm. Very good distinctions to make. Now, do we know, um, do these, are these funds required to be used for anything in particular? Uh, they can be used for pretty much anything really um, they do give mm. us a list salaries and wages utilities and rent financial legal and other advice marketing perishable goods other business costs um, it says while job saver payments can be used to cover general business costs the primary objective of this payment is to help businesses to survive maintain relationships with their employees and be in a position to trade when restrictions lift so it's Perfect. not limited to all those things I just said unlike there is a $1,500 grant available through Service New South Wales which only covers government costs um, yep. is, is one at the moment. Um, this one seems to be able to be used for, for almost anything. Um, but the, the idea is, is that it's meant to keep you afloat until you can open back up. Cool. Very good. Okay, Dan. So essentially that wraps it up. Um, we've given a general overview there. Obviously there's going to be more specific instances different people yeah um, so if you have your own circumstances and you want to run it by one of our members um, of staff one of our team members then you can email us at cats at catax.com.au you could call us on zero two four three five three five three seven zero we also have 
our, our website, which you can visit. Mm-hmm. There's contact forms on there. Uh, we're going to post this as a podcast as well, like we said before, with a bit more banter and jokes. Yep. And uh, and we'll also share this on social media. But if you want up, more updates, because there will be more updates, no doubt, mm-hmm. um, make sure you follow us on, on any of the social media platforms. I think Facebook and Instagram, Cats Accountants or Two Drunk Accountants. Yeah, that's um, right. And so... Go out there now. You can start applying for this through the Service New South Wales website the same way that you could apply for the support grant. Um, you will need a letter mm-hmm. from your accountant again. So, get in touch with us <laughs> if you are a client of ours and and, yeah. um, and or if, even if you're not and you just need some help going through some stuff, we're, we're happy to, to help. Um, for sure. And, and we will do our best to get that to you in a timely manner. All right. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of this. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We will update you again with more information as more information comes available or if there is any big new announcements. Um, There have been some announcements today that aren't discussed in this. So, um, it's likely to be updated again. So, um, get in touch if you have any more questions, as we said. But uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you all soon. And that was our webinar on the Job Saver Support Grant. Yeah, it's... It seems like a really positive one for a yep. lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, since we recorded that, Dan, they expanded the program for businesses with turnover up to $250 million, I believe. Yeah, and I think and the, the, the payments even expanded for some the of The maximum payment is yeah. now $100,000 yeah. per week. Yep. So, a lot of businesses will be accessing that, I believe. And um, the fact that it's tied back to a BAS lodged before uh, the 26th of June... Mm means that even if your wages have declined since, you're not being penalized for that. No, exactly. If you've got stood down employees who are still part of your business, but, but are currently not, not working, then, um, then yeah, you're, not being, you're not being penalized for that. You can still get enough money to, to cover some of your costs. But hopefully and the lockdown's the end. People and companies may also be able to get the disaster payment if they're an employee of their own business. Yeah. Um, there's just, it's really, I think it's a really robust program because it just works on so many levels mm. and it's hitting a lot of different areas. There's also the micro business grant. So, yeah, we obviously talked about that for the last 25 minutes. So, let's not talk about it anymore, but um, I'm happy with it. I think it's, I think it's doing a good job yep. so far. Me too. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing I do this week? Uh, All I've, right, I've come away. prepared with another thing. The Olympics. Cool. Hey. I'm loving it. Loving the Olympics. What What are you liking the most about it, Dan? Just, uh, just seeing people give it a crack, I think. Nice. I, I like that. I like that they've, they've got a goal, they've tried really hard, and they just have a yeah. good old crack at it. And they might not hit it. And, you know, some of them seem disappointed, but they never seem... Like it's the end of their life at the end, you know, they, they get to the end of the race and it's like, oh, I, I missed out on the, on the goal. Oh, that's a shame, but that's all right. I You're still right. got, you know, I still was in the Olympics and, I, you know, I tried and I yeah. gave it my hardest and, and, but then there is the moments where people get gold like Jess Fox or uh, Arnie Titmus. Uh, yeah. These, these big moments, that guy yesterday um, in the 200 breaststroke, he oh, got the gold. Nice. I didn't, yeah. I must admit, I'm a little bit out of the loop. I really mm. want to like go back and watch like a daily YouTube summary of the Olympics um, from the start. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of cool cool stuff going on, and um, yeah, I just I'm just really enjoying it. Cat and I, um, 
we watch a little bit every day. Uh, sometimes I just have it on behind me in the background on mute. Yeah. And if I know that there's a gold medal race coming up or something, I'll quickly have a look at it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, um, it's good. We've got a lot of teams going well. A lot of opportunities for more gold. We're coming fifth currently, Tim. Oh, yeah. I mean, our basketball team's doing all right. Yep. Uh, the men's one. And um, the Matildas, I think, made it to, through to the knockouts, potentially, as well. I believe so. And the... Uh, soccer team. The Hockey Roos have, have won four in a row. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm just really enjoying the Olympics. <laughs> well, um, there's a couple more weeks, isn't there? So One more week. Yeah, they go for two weeks. One more week. Yeah. Okay. The only problem is, is that we tend to go really well in the first week when our swimmers are swimming. on. And then mm. in the athletics, we have, we have obviously some, you know, we've had some people over the years who, who are great in the athletics. We had that person last year who randomly just won the, what, what is it where they do like a bunch of different sports in a row? The decathlon? Decathlon. We, had, we won a gold last time in the decathlon just randomly and- you know, you yeah. got your Sally Pearsons and your and your people who are all retired now, I think. But but we've had people, mm. but but it's not as many as the swimmers. So yeah. we we tend to win a lot of gold in the first, and then it reduces a bit in the second. But but still yeah, exciting, okay. still exciting. Yeah, I'm, I've really just enjoyed switching on some random sports. Like I want to try badminton. Yeah, actually. badminton it's looks really fun. fun. Looks sick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I remember, it makes me um, go back to my Olympic, my brush with with, with Olympic fame, Tim, um, <laughs> and and <laughs> that's when the last Winter Olympics were on, and yeah. uh, Macca and I went went curling at our local ice rink. Uh, they yes. just did it a morning. And there's a bunch of idiots like us that just turn up, and seen it on the TV, and it's like, yeah, let's give it a crack. And um, the guy there was like, oh, curling's the kind of sport that you can pick up and then four years later find yourself at the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And I, Macker and I were like, oh. You should do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get the Olympics. I was, I was watching a little bit of Equestrian, actually, and there was a 66-year-old competitor. Yeah. Um, it was her sixth Olympic Games. Well, and she was like a grandma and... Yeah, so biggest sport that you know, biggest sport now. You could still go to the Olympics in thirty years' time. Well, I've got time to master that. I actually looked this up. What's the average age? Like, what's the peak age in all the various Olympic sports? And it and it ranges between sort of twenty and thirty mostly. Mm. So I'm I'm over the peak for a lot of the sports. But then I was looking at like, what's the maximum age that people sort of have won? And there's plenty of people in their thirties and forties. And there's even been a couple of people in their 50s and 60s, but it's usually like equestrian um, yeah. who win gold in various events. Um, so, like things like um, some of the cycling events tends to have a slightly, like yeah. a lot of the endurance events tend to have a slightly yeah. older skew to it, but they're Definitely. still sort of like peak age in your, in your early 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm in that range. I'm in that range. Yeah, there's, there's hope yet. There's hope yet. If Just not, there's always the Masters. You could always do the Masters instead. Yeah, so, that'd be yeah. fun. Anyway, uh, that's my other thing. Nice, Dan. Well, my other thing is a TV show uh, that I've been watching recently, mm-hmm. and it is a throwback. It's a massive throwback. It's The Wire. Yeah, good show. Often referred to, is it? Is it often referred to as one of the best shows ever made? Yeah, I think that and Breaking Bad tend to get thrown around as the mm. two of the greatest kind of, and Sopranos, a couple of the greatest um, TV dramas ever made. 
So I'm really happy there because I'm loving The Wire, by mm. the way. It's yep. sick. And I haven't watched The Sopranos. So I've got some great TV viewing. I, I, I haven't watched lockdown. The Sopranos either. I'm, I've, it's, it's sort of been like a, a thing out there that I knew I wanted to watch one day, but it would just seemed like a big mountain to summit and I've just never bothered. Yeah. Um, but The Wire. Yeah, don't I, worry about it. Yeah. Don't I, worry about it. I've watched all of The Wire. <laughs> Which season are you up to? Uh, the end of season one. No, you're still making your way through one. Yeah. So, um, I, if, if, if it was my choice, I'd watch it every day, but, um, but Jade's but not Jade. as into it as I am, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> so, it's more like once a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, from memory, there wasn't that many episodes per season, or am I wrong about that? Uh, yeah, I think I, there's only 11 or 12. Yeah. I think there's five seasons. So Yeah. No, it's a good show, though. Uh, every season has some really interesting things about it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I actually do like how realistic it is. Not that I would know. I'm not mm. a detective or anything, but... But you're thinking about I've getting... some true crime. I've watched some true crime shows and you, you it think stacks it, up. You're thinking about getting some burner phones and... Um, yeah. And getting, getting a street hustle going, Tim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I didn't get it until about the fifth episode. I was like, ah, oh, The Wire, of course. Because <laughs> they're wiretapping. Yeah. Make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, yes. well uh, I'm looking forward to chat to you about the later seasons when you get to them. Yeah, cool. All right, I'll touch back in a, on a future other thing. Sounds good. All right, well, thank you, everybody. If you want to get in touch, go to our Facebook group. Go to the uh, Facebook group that we've got going, um, Two Drunk Accountants on all the socials, at twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, reviews, make sure you, you send them through to us. With that Facebook group, it is still a very uh, select group of people at the moment. Mm. We're almost at 100 members. Yeah. So, uh, so you, could be, you could be part of a very uh, small privileged society yeah. on Facebook. If All you, you have to do is answer one very easy question. One very so. easy question you've got to answer to, to get into the group. And then you'll see behind the scenes videos that Tim and I post. At least once a week. <laughs> At least once a week. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will calculate it. Calculate it.